you know, I never get tired of that theme music. Isari did a great job uh, composing that. So welcome, everybody. It is Tuesday, 4 p.m. Eastern, which means it's time for the Monster Maverick Show. And it has been a week. Uh, <laughs> today is January 19th, 2021. We're here live in the Discord with, uh, we got a few people coming in. No more tend to be coming over time. Uh, <laughs> what, what is this, what is this uh, salty nachos that I'm already getting <laughs> clapping? <laughs> I hope you're clapping in appreciation uh, rather than just mocking. But, you know, whatever works. As long as you come and you show up and you participate. That's, that's all that matters. You know, it's funny though. So uh, in, my, in the live stream, you know, if you watch on msvwaves.com or if you watch on Vim or Theta or, or uh, Replay on YouTube, whatever it is, uh, you can see in the bottom right-hand corner, you can see the Discord channel. And uh, so all the people posting all the memes and everything you can see. I used to have like a text stream uh, box, but that broke when, uh, when I moved computers. And also, you know, that didn't render the images. It just had like text, you know, like a link. So I like having the actual display captured on stream. So that, that can be a little dangerous at times. But uh, that's actually the hardest part of doing this show is that <laughs> I have to keep the Discord channel in the audience channel and I can't hop around to other things. So if people are DMing me or whatever during the show uh, or some interesting thing pops up on another channel in another server, I can't check it until the end of the show because, well, I got to keep the stream pure so that it's not confusing for people. Also, I don't want to reveal, you know, in a DM, anybody's, you know, private information or anything like that. So we got a few people, like I said, in here, we got Flowey, we got Gerber, my partner extraordinaire uh, in Deck 101 and all things. We'll go over that in just a second. Got Paco Limited, Quantum Nachos, Rondon, our producer, the guy who runs the show behind all things MSP Waves. We got Yabba, Yabba P. Matt, uh, head coder and co-founder of Splinterlands, which is what this show is all about. So that's always exciting. So uh, there's actually two things by Yabba that I'm going to be covering uh, in the show today. Well, we'll get to that shortly. So as always, like to you know just recap things that are going on in the Splinterverse. Uh, you know that we have, especially you know my, my partner Gerber here. Uh, so we have Deck 101 and Deck 404. Deck 101 is the service where if you want to sell rewards cards, well, it could be any card, but typically rewards cards uh, quickly. Uh, send them to deck 101 instead of burning them so that you get slightly more and uh, <laughs> and you know it's it's better than selling for anything under like 10% over burn rate because you know you're gonna pay 5% to to the marketplaces and then you got to wait around and hope your thing actually sells so you know opportunity cost and all that kind of stuff so usually 10% is is a good uh, threshold to keep in mind just send them there. Within you know three seconds, you get dark energy crystals in your Hive Engine wallet. You're good to go. Deck 404 is our account splitting uh, service where an owner will delegate cards to a gamer account. Player comes in, plays the gamer account, and then they split the rewards 50-50. So very uh, very simple. It's a great way for people to get a yield on their idle cards, and it is a great way for people to be able to play <coughs> and start earning, but having uh, not having to put up, you know, the, the funds to, to stake the cards. And what is the Burger King doing here? <laughs> is that salt? Is that salt on nachos? <laughs> oh, we got Matt Clark in the audience. Matt Clark's awake. That's always fun. Uh, so Matt Clark is our, our resident Aussie, or one of them anyway. And uh, he usually misses the show because it's, I guess it's very early in the morning for him. Um, 
but there are new things coming, King of Salt. <laughs> there are new things coming with Deck 101, but they are not ready yet. So I just have to leave you with this teaser that it's going to be awesome. And, uh, you know, we are, uh, we are waiting on some development time, uh, but it will come, I, I still think, Q1 of this year. So within the next couple of months, I, I think. It's going to be great. I do have a, a new special announcement, though. So yesterday, I was going to say last year, <laughs> yesterday, I had the first episode of my new show, which is Tax Sherpa Stories. So same network, same everything, you know, MSP Waves. It's Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern as, as opposed to Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern for Monster Mavericks. And what that show is all about is, so in my, in my professional world, you know, I do tax planning, tax preparation, bookkeeping, accounting, all that kind of stuff. Uh, profit first. Uh, professional helping businesses actually make money instead of just spending everything. So uh, that show is all about, you know, stories from the world of tax, from the world of finance, uh, relevant political things and news things. And then there's, you know, Q&A in, in, the, in the audience. So uh, if, if you haven't checked it out yet, and you're into business, uh, finance, all that kind of stuff, then I recommend you check it out. <laughs> uh, so I put up the first replay this morning, and I'm just going to drop that link right here. It's, uh, it's a one-hour show, same as, same as Monster Maverick, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, so that's going to be every week, just like Monster Maverick's every week. And I found out, <laughs> I realized this morning, that one of the challenges of doing a show on Monday and a show on Tuesday is that I gotta change my shirt. <laughs> you know, a lot of times I'll change my undershirt, but they'll leave my outer shirt the same. But can't do that. Gotta gotta make it look different. So I've got, you know, I've got a gray one of these. I've got a blue one of these. I've got a, gr a couple green ones. Uh, this kind of waffle uh, sort of uh, knit shirt. Um, but uh, yeah, so I had to swap out this morning. I was like, yeah, I can't appear on camera. Uh, <laughs> with the same outer shirt on. Uh, pro tip, he likes compliments. Yes, yes. I tricked, or I was tricked by Ron Dunn into helping him by being, you know, competent and whatnot. Uh, so, <laughs> so yeah, so that's, that's the, that's the announcements. And, uh, we got a few things to cover today. So, uh, I'll, you know, since Yab is usually only here for a couple minutes, I will hit the first couple things that involved, uh, his things. So, uh, item number one was that there was this, um, this very interesting, uh, conversation going on in the Splinterlands Discord. And, let's see, did I save it? I don't think I did. But, uh, basically talking about game liquidity in the lower leagues. Um, let's, let's, here we go. So, I just violated my own rule, but, uh, here is the message link. And it says, um... Uh, and they're talking about talking about the uh, you know new players coming in and having having games to play because you know once you have any any degree of of cards you know you're automatically your collection power is automatically going to be higher it's going to be into bronze one or you know silver three or something like that so it looks like there's an issue with new players and having enough uh, opponents to play so the, so the discussion there was discussing. Uh, having you know like official bot accounts in those lower leagues that will uh, play you know be there to play and provide game liquidity for new players and I think that's actually uh, obviously a very important part of that new user experience because you don't want to be you don't want to have paid you know for the for the summoner spellbook and then maybe bought some cards and then start 
you know, cl click that battle button and then just be waiting and waiting and waiting. And then, you know, could not find opponent, you know, after a couple minutes and then click again, waiting, waiting, waiting. You definitely don't want to have that kind of experience for new players because that's, that's an instant turnoff. So we need to have enough accounts playing in the, in the, in the novice and in the bronze and all that in order to provide the experience of, of battle for those, for those new players. So it's an important topic. I know we've got, uh, we've got Kyokiz here, uh, we've got Gerber, we've got uh, a number of the, of the people who have the coding skills in the, in the Spiderman's uh, universe uh, that can get this kind of thing done. So uh, the call is out. Uh, so, you know, figure out a, a system that might work and, you know, let Yabba know. <laughs> Apparently, I think that's the summary of that, of that conversation. Um, so yeah, possible bot updates. I did write it down, but then I forgot I wrote it down. You know, it's what happens. Um, the other major thing that I wanted to touch on was user growth. So if you've been listening to me blather on for any length of time, you know that my opinion is that user growth in Splinterlands is everything. So, you know, we have however many users we have now, and you know, that's been growing. So if we go to high data dot space slash Twitterlands, we can see that <coughs> the number of, of accounts transacting has been going up nicely. Let's just look at uh, what from one one oh one oh one twenty twenty. Click go users. So let's just do all And you can see from the beginning of 2020 up to now, nice growth, especially, you know, from, let's call it beginning of April and up to, you know, the middle of August. That was a, pretty much a straight upward line. And maybe that's, maybe that's just COVID. Maybe it's some other thing. But, uh, but yeah, we've been kind of hovering around that, you know, plus or minus that August high uh, since then. And uh, one of the discussions that was had in the AMA last week was the, uh, was the user growth. So uh, January 1st to 14th, so first two weeks of January 2021, signups had an 8% growth. Um, there were 2,415 new accounts registered. Uh, you know, a lot of those are going to be those light accounts uh, where they're not full on, um, full on, you know, Hive accounts that actually have Hive power and everything. Uh, 299 spellbook purchases, which is 1.6% growth uh, over those two weeks. So, you know, if we annualize that out, that's not bad. Uh, so 1.6 times 26 two-week periods, so that would be 41% growth if we, if that pace continues for the rest of the year. Uh, so right now we've got a total number of accounts 56,811. This is as of Friday, and spellbooks 19,052. So the spellbooks is interesting. So 19,052. We've got about 6,000 transacting on any given day with uh, season spikes of up to 6,600, 6,700, uh, what is 6,400. So let's, let's just ballpark that at 6,500. So 6,500 divided by 19052, which is 34%. So 34.117%. So that's the number of summoner spellbook accounts that are actually transacting uh inside the game so that means the other you know whatever 66 percent 
uh, have, you know, fallen off by the wayside. So, you know, there's obviously, obviously no game, no, no application of any kind is going to have 100% retention, but I definitely want to improve that as much as possible. Because, you know, if there were 19,000 accounts playing today, then we would have a whole different ecosystem. You know, as, as nice as the market games have been over the past couple of months, it would be, you know, light years beyond that. Um, so, you know, that is something to keep in mind, we, something to work on as far as, as, I guess, game development goes. Daily average growth that we've had in, in accounts, uh, these numbers going September through January, uh, that's the the first number is the uh, is the signups and the second number is spellbooks. So in September there's 89 signups a day on average, and 10 summoner spellbooks a day. October 98.16, October 120 slash 14, December 126 slash 19, and January so far 173 slash 21. So that's that's good a positive trend. That's what we'd like to see, and then we just need to make sure that those people are in fact sticking around and are participating whether you know whether they ever buy a card or not just you know play uh, earn rewards be part of the whole thing uh, join the discord all that kind of stuff uh, so that was my main takeaway from the from the ama last week uh, next one i think is is at night this time uh, i think i did i close it i'll take a look at my calendar here because yes i do keep on my calendar so yeah 8 p.m eastern on friday is the next ama uh, you know, most most weeks, uh, or in previous weeks, I would have missed that because I would have been, uh, <laughs> I'd have been, you know, doing stuff with my kids. But you know, it is tax season, and as part of you know my work, I'm basically at my desk seven days a week for like twelve hours a day. So that means I can listen in to AMAs and <laughs> things that are at eight p.m. or at eight eight a.m. I'm still at my desk. Um, so Quantum Matches is saying, I never understood why they didn't give the full current edition single level phantom cards with new accounts that I th think would encourage more people to upgrade accounts and more cards. Biz is here. Uh, yeah, Quantum, I mean, I, I kind of under I understand what you're saying. Um, I think there, there is another side in that you want the players to uh, be able to see those and see other people using other cards and kind of you know, enhance that desire to buy more cards. So which one is more optimal I don't know. Um, you know, you would have to run it both ways and then see, and then there's a whole issue with, you know, oh, you know, previous users feel that it's unfair and whatever, whatever. So um, I don't know that that ever can be actually optimized to that, uh, to a known degree. Uh, so, so yeah, that's, uh, that's user growth that we have. So, you know, uh, Yabba says, I do, I do want to give more Phantom cards to new players, but probably not Epic slash Legendary cards. And uh, Biz says, why would you give everyone, okay, Untamed when it's selling, Phantom Yodenzaku for every new account. <laughs> yeah, that'd be interesting. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't really have a strong opinion myself, but I, I, like I said, I can see both sides of the argument. Um, you know, if you, if you give every common, every rare... I think that's that's reasonable, um, and maybe a smattering of of the other things, and then obviously people will earn rewards cards over time, and those might be legendary, they might be common, they might be anything. So you know, it's uh, it's it's an interesting question. I, 
I'm a little skeptical how big an effect that'll have on retention. I think much bigger things. One thing I would be really interested in seeing is the retention rates beyond like day one. So person or person buys Summoner Spellbook, uh, and then do they ever transact again uh, beyond that first day, or do they buy it to try it out? I'm like, eh, you know, this is you know not for me, and then just disappear. So. I, you know, there's going to be some number of people that it's just not the kind of game they want to play, and that's fine. Uh, so, you know, those people I think you have to discount out of the, the of the whole equation. But uh, for the people who buy the Summoner Spellbook, you know, stick around, play for a week or a month, and then leave, those are the people that maybe we want to be targeting and figuring out why they're leaving and f- figure out what to do uh, to to entice them to stay. So... Uh, you know, we'll see. It is a work in progress. But, you know, if you get 100,000 people, then it kind of doesn't matter. <laughs> so, you know, 34% of 100,000 is 34,000. Uh, but, uh, you know, we'll see how how that evolves over time. You know, there's there's all the partnerships that, that Yabba and Agrod and, and team are working on. And then there's the general crypto bull market that we're in. Uh, so we're going to get into that uh, a little bit later. And, uh, and how that's affecting uh, uh, the Splinterlands market. But for now, you know, I said last week that we have a few pieces of, of, of music to catch up on from the wonderful Isaria. Um, Briz is saying, FYI, I asked you about PMAT, and he says, Sam Fote, the account selling a bunch of beta, is not his account. He knows whose account it is, and Yabba was holding beta packs for that person. The person recently asked for the beta packs back and wants to sell them. So it is not Yada selling those beta packs. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was not. Uh, so what that's in reference to was that earlier in, um, as yesterday, the day before, whatever, uh, somebody mentioned that, uh, you know, who's selling the, the beta packs. And I think it was at 25, um, 25 hive per pack, something like that. And of course I said, there are no uh, secrets on the blockchain. So I looked up, you know the listing of <laughs> of who you know who had the sell orders and Sam Fote was the account that had um, a bunch for sale of, of beta packs. So if we look at the depth here, you can see that big uh, that big rise in depth at twenty five. You know for four thousand packs that is that is mostly Sam Fote, and uh, apparently some people thought that was Yabba, but Biz is saying it is not. Uh, so, <laughs> and Yabba says, I'm never selling anything Splinterlands ever because, by the way, because everyone seems to freak out if I do. Yes, that is a general concern of all things uh, when insiders start selling. You know, people could get worried. Uh, but, you know, that really hasn't been an issue to date. So I know at this the spike at 28, some of that is aggroed. Uh, but, you know, he's got who knows how many. Um, but, you know, I don't find that to be concerning at all. It's not like he's dumping every single card he has. Uh, but here is some more official music for Splinterlands. Uh, this is the Wetlands. Let's see, is there any description here, or is it just the music? Just the music, all right. So let's go ahead and give a listen to what Isaria has for us. Uh, go to audius.co. The only time I've ever been to this site is for Isaria's music, <laughs> but I guess it's some kind of audio site. And here we go.
So that was Wetlands by Isaria, official music for Splinterlands. Going by the name, I'm going to guess it's either Earth Splinter or Water Splinter. I don't know, but Flowery was saying it sounds kind of spooky, and it does. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think that might very well be the, some dungeon kind of soundtrack. And it says, can't wait to hear all these official music tracks in the game eventually. And me too. Uh, so I think, uh, I think we'll get a lot of this uh, in Lands. <laughs> Guanaches is putting cats in there. Boop. Which biz is a cat, uh, I don't know, fanatic? I don't know. I don't know what the word is. But very much into the cats. So, you know, there's a, there's a fun thing. You know, I used to have two cats, uh, you know, with an old girlfriend. And uh, I discovered that cats love me. And I'm not entirely sure why. Uh, you know, I uh, I think it's the cat aficionado. Yeah, let's do that. I think it's that I'm very calm and, you know, not agitated around them. And they find that soothing and they like to come around and just, you know, rub against me, lay on me, you know, just... Or if I'm sitting on the couch, they'll, like, sit right behind me. But, you know, there could be multiple people in the room, and these are not my cats that I've had this experience with, where uh, they'll just come around and hang out. It's the food aura. <laughs> Uh, body temperature. Could be, could be. I am warmer than other people, maybe. Uh, I don't actually know if that's true, but, uh, yeah, I'm saying there are other people nearby. So, you know, it's not like I'm the only source of body heat. So, you know, and, and still, they come and they hang around me. So, you know, whatever it is, cats just love me. Doesn't really matter what the reason is, but they just do. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah. They see heat, practically. Uh, yeah, I mean, that can be, that could be very true. Um, so we have a couple, a couple new things going on here. So, uh, you know, we had the Beatrix Iron Hand airdrop. Uh, so I think we covered that last week, but, uh, the actual drop happened and I got, uh, I got 51, I think, which was slightly better than my minimum guarantee. And I was very happy with that. And I got two gold foils. I was Cleopatra's cat in a previous life. Could be, could be. Uh, so you know, if any, you know, if anybody wants to share how they did on their Beatrix Iron Hand uh, airdrops, you know, drop them in the chat. But uh, you know, I was I was pretty pleased actually. Um, did those? I, I put those gold foil ones up for sale. I don't know if they ever ended up selling. Well, let me see here. Iron. Nope, still on the market. But my regular foil sold. Um, Let's see. The current lowest price is twelve fifty, and I'm asking twenty three, which sounds like a lot, but there's not that many on the market. Oh, right now I'm the highest ones. <laughs> That's okay. So there's twelve gold foils on the market. They do not seem to be moving very quickly, but the uh, the regular foils they got snapped up in a hurry. Um, let's let's look at the regulars here, going for sixty cents a piece right now. And let's see, can we look at, let's look at the week. So seven day average, 54 cents and uh, 495, 495 were, were sold and 55 of the golds were sold. Eh, looks like I, I just priced it too high. <laughs> Business saying a lot. He bought a lot, which is great. Uh, so yeah, that first day, you know, $305 worth of gold foils uh, were sold, and then on the, on the regulars, we had $134. So overall, decent activity. 
you know, it's a, it's a great little card. You know, it's got the close range, it's got thorns, it's got cripple, uh, which is just a good, uh, a good mixture for a medium range kind of thing uh, in the Earth Splendor and has good, um, has good uh, compatibility with Redden. Uh, how does BCX compare to Epics from around from the beginning? It should be pretty comparable. Uh, so let's see. Let's look at Epics. Uh, let's look at regular foil. And just to make it simple, let's look at Earth Splinter only. So here are the untamed Earth Splinter. Uh, so it's a little low. 9,600 versus 13,000. So it's about 67% or so right now. Uh, what what we don't know yet is if everybody's actually opened their stuff yet. There might be people who have who have uh, claims and haven't done anything yet. But uh, you know, it should it should you know approach parity over time, over the next you know five hundred thousand uh, packs or six hundred thousand packs that are that are for sale. And let's check how are we doing on the on the race to the next airdrop. So we're already ninety four hundred in. That's actually not much better than I expected. 94.43. And the next one should be the Dragon Legendary Summoner, so that'll be fun. Um, 590,557 packs remaining in Untamed. And then uh, I believe, uh, I know Agrid said it a, a couple times, but I think Chaos Legion is, is the next set, at, you know, whenever Untamed sells out. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. So uh, next airdrop will probably be Dice Card. I forgot all about the Dice air, Airdrops. Let's check that out. We got uh, we got twenty one thousand left there, so that's a good number, uh, a good number of, of dice to, to be sold. But you know, that should be interesting. I got six hundred there, eighty <laughs> percent of the way. Um, yeah, two hundred twenty one thousand four hundred sixty three dice remaining. Let's see. Let's let's look on uh, on Hive data and see if we can tease out how many dice. Oh, he does have a dice listing now. Okay. So this is the dice sales chart, and well, let's try that again. Yeah, I've been saying about two fifty a day. So obviously we have the big spike right when it came out, and then if we if we look since let's update this chart to be just since October. Ten, okay. And then purchases. Get rid of all this. We just want dice. Um, I think two fifty is actually kind of a lowball estimate there. Let's see here. Uh, he doesn't have dice in the line items there for the average over the last 110 days. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's some days are low, some days are 150, you know, 100 and, or 86, rather, 121, but then some days are high. So we had 1140 the other day. Uh, that was a nice sales day. But more common peaks are like 427, 451, 444, 657, 463. So, yeah. Uh, you know they're setting they're selling steadily which is very nice actually uh, that could be a part of that of that user growth which is kind of the whole thing right you know if we look at the um, at the 
uh, at the SM Voters Hut, you know, we have the market cat command. Let's see what we got there. Uh, copy link and paste. So, you know, things are just rising, <laughs> which is fantastic. Right? For all those OGs who have been here since the beginning, you know, on even before the, um, well, I guess maybe at the, at the very left-hand side of that chart, you know, things have just been going up and up and up, which I'm very happy about. And if I go to my collection, that's kind of my proxy because I have such a wide variety of cards that I like to, you know, I think it's a decent uh, measurement. And, oh, I'm up to 90, 98.40, 51 cents is not too shabby i'm closing in on my all-time highs so you know obviously i have a lot less untamed than i do alphas and betas so <laughs> you drank the seawater <laughs> uh so you know i think i'm if i'm remembering right all-time high on that measurement was 96 right when untamed came out and there was a big spike uh but you know since then it, it fell down you know this is land of crypto right it fell down by half and then has been regaining uh, ever since. So we're closing in on the uh, on the all-time highs for my collection. Uh, and that's just because it's weighted towards those earlier editions. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's all good. Um, you know, I was going to... <laughs> I was going to make a post about my Deck 404 season results, but I haven't gotten to it yet. So maybe next week I will do that. And, and cover that um, you know we had some some technical issues there were some api uh kind of uh server problems uh, with similar lands but uh everything seems to be back on track now how is raffle doing well that's a good question let's take a look raffle approaching the magic number seven million well, it's approaching i don't know why that's the magic number but yeah all right so those are going for uh 24 cents a piece let's see here we're two and a half hive two hive something like that uh and and let's see the raffles on the 26th if i remember right we're coming up to that is that going to be a week from today uh, it is going to be a week from today uh what time of day is that going to be uh how much raffle do i have i think i've got nine thousand something like that uh, let's see, cards, loading, loading, you know, technology's great, except for when you're waiting for stuff to work. <laughs> Raffle plot, oh, I've got more, that's right, because I had some, some Uniswap rewards as well. I have 9,941, which is, which is pretty good. So let's look at, uh, Splinterlands. So there's two posts that we need to check out. So one is the rewards, uh, the, the new rewards cards, the new rule sets, which we'll get to here in just a second. <laughs> Nothing to be scared of. Uh, raffle. Uh, I guess, is that the post? Happy New Year. Uh, so that's 4K worth of 24 cents each. Well, let's check it out. Matt Clark's ballin' at 17716. Uh 4200 bucks, yeah. And yes. Okay, so January 26th at 12 p.m. Eastern. Okay, so that's good. So that means the raffle uh will be drawn a week, you know, a couple hours before my show uh comes on. So we'll have all that to talk about next week, which is super fun. 
Um, I am hoping to get a region, obviously, because, <laughs> you know, why not? There's one region being, being given out, and uh, we will see how that all shakes out. You know, theoretically, <laughs> Flyway hopes he wins a region. Somebody's going to win a region, right? Uh, now, it is important to remember, you must have your raffle tickets inside your game wallet, not on Hive Engine. So make sure you do that before uh, before time runs out. You know, I kind of think that people will put will have orders on the uh, on on the on the decks and be trying to sell stuff, and then we'll kind of forget. So, like, um, you know, whoever these people are down here at the at the bottom, selling at three at three hive or whatever. Uh, you know, you gotta remember, <laughs> gotta take those orders down. Uh, so Yava says also there will be 10,000 dice packs given out in the raffle and that comes out of the total remaining until the next airdrop so that will come sooner than you might think that's a good point uh, so what what number did we say we had 20,000 left to go uh, dice 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 uh, 21,463 to unlock the next one and that'll that'll drop you know instantaneously down to 11,463 and then if it continues to sell 250 300 a day then that'll go up or that'll be used up uh, fairly quickly so let's see 463 let's just say 300 as an average and that comes out to 38 uh so 38 days so you know if if the dice stays at a at this kind of lowish end of the steady state then we're still looking at a month uh which is not bad until we get the next uh next character there and i believe uh those were all going to be the one mana uh kind of utility players uh <laughs> biz says you guys can fight over the one region if i can have all 200 legendary totems maybe uh i mm, yeah i mean that'd be an interesting trade actually uh so yeah i mean obviously there's only the one region there's a bunch of legendary totems and and then the epics and and uh and so forth uh, I, I know they have different names, but they're going to be the same, you know, four scales of rarity. Um, but yeah, it, it's going to be super interesting to, to finally see uh, what we get there. I don't, I, uh, maybe Yabba can answer this. Uh, maybe this is a question for the next AMA is, are we going to get uh, descriptions on those totems? Or are they just going to be like, you know, overflowing uh, totem or, or what have you? Um so that'll be that'll be someone to watch out for. But before we run out of time, I do want to make sure that we go over the new rule sets and new cards because there's some fun stuff in here. And uh, let's look at. Uh, I just want to verify that those reward cards did hit their print limit, and it looks like they did. Uh, da, 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 card. So yeah, Zalran, Wood Nymph, Vampire, uh, Undead Mentor, those are all out of print now. Uh, what about the Vulture? Sh Screeching Vulture is out of print. Uh, so right, yeah, oh yeah, it's saying right now they will be like Land Flames, fungible tokens for each rarity. Then once totems are actually added to the game, they can be redeemed for the actual NFTs. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so yeah, so we have uh, new rewards cards and old reward cards are now gone. So let's check out those things. We'll come back to the rule sets in just a second. So new rewards cards. Number one, Demented Shark. Uh, oh, what is this? Tote M M Totem L. I guess Land Totem, something like that. Uh, ba -ba let's see what the info says. Oh, well, it's Totem Legendary. Splinterlands Legendary Totem. That's super fun. 
2000 and uh, you know I guess we're gonna get a fraction of that here uh, Paul saying no more beta burn value rewards cards now I believe that is correct let's look at Kyokiz's list here uh, let's look at the percent print in because the oldest ones will be at the top so fire spitter oh fire spitter still in print that's beta a spirit shaman still in print that's beta and then everything else is untamed so we still have two more that are in the beta rates all right so uh demented shark here we go so we got six mana at max health he's got or at max level rather he's got uh three attack three melee attack four speed one armor and nine health and he has inspire and thorns inspire is super nice to have in a lot of in a lot of teams uh demented shark adds a nice new six mana cost tank card for the water slitter i don't know if i'd call it a tank but uh, he inspires the rest of his team, which increases their melee attacks, and he does damage to the back to his attackers with the Thorns ability as well. So yeah, uh, this, you know, melee mayhem, this is going to be a great one. Super Sneak, that's going to be a great one. Uh, it's definitely a, a good card to have, you know, because he's got the Inspire there. Uh, Axe Master. Foxcoit says, I was looking for some GIF or GIF cards. I was something very strange, but I'm afraid to post it. Okay. <laughs> if you're afraid to post it, just leave it. That's fine. Uh, so here we've got an epic card. And uh, we've got double strike, close range, and cripple. So the Axe Master is a master of both ranged and melee. A combat with newly released close range ability, allowing him to use his range attack from the first position. He also has double strike, which means he attacks twice each round. So double strike and ranged is quite uh, a, a card, uh, especially with you know three you know uh, three damage attack. So you got to figure you, know, you use him with Selenia, you use him with Renan, or no, he's not he's not Earth, he's Water. Um, but you know you get some buffs on onto his attack. Now we're talking about two attacks of four ranged, and uh, for seven mana, that's that's a good that's a good deal. Because, uh, you know, I always look at the efficiency of, you know, attack versus mana. Uh, that's a small pro tip there if you are <laughs> if you're thinking about, you know, how to stack your damage. Uh, so you have to double that. So, I mean, base is six, you know, seven, you know, six attack versus seven mana. That's that's higher uh, on the higher end of things. Uh, and uh, and his attacks cripple his enemies, causing them to lose one max health with each attack. So uh, Matt Clark is saying cube killer, uh, possibly so. Um, you know, so if, you know, if, uh, you know, a, a, a monster like, like the jelly has, has, uh, scavenge and it gains one health from every death, but then you're knocking down two and, you know, cube isn't going to avoid anything, then, uh, it's, you know, you're, you're still effectively reducing the max health, uh, <laughs> not llama cube, even llama cube. I mean, it's, it's still tough. Um. But yeah, that'll be that'll be an interesting player. Next one, we got Nightmare. This is Death Splinter, and he's got Blast, and he's got uh, is this Phase? Yeah, so this is Phase. So this is one of the new uh, the new abilities. And uh, Nightmare is what it sounds like for your opponents: a very high speed Death Splinter tank whose attacks blast damage to enemies adjacent to its target. Even more interesting, though, is its new ability called Phase, which means that magic attacks can miss, just like melee and range attack. And he's got seven speed, so your chances of missing are pretty, 
<laughs> pretty high. Yeah, but it says, I love that Llama Cube is a thing. It is a thing. It's pretty, it's pretty fun to play with. Uh, if you get one of those 13 mana matches. Uh, combined with its 7 base speed, Nightmare can be a really tough target to hit. So yeah, absolutely. So we've got 8, eight mana, 3 melee attack, 7 speed, and 13 health. No, no armor. Um, but Blast and Phase. So it's, it's going to be really interesting to see how the Phase uh, ability has... Um, uh, it has the... Uh, as how it affects gameplay. And Biz says, no, Nightmare has something where Star is the number of swamps you control. Uh, <laughs> okay. And let's see what else we got here. Uh, Dark Ferryman, also Death Splinter. Uh, is the... So this is so. Oh, nightmare is a is a common. Dark ferryman is rare. Uh, Dark ferryman has cripple, and a new ability called dispel, which removes all positive status effects from its target when it hits them with an attack. Please note the summoner stat buffs are not removed by dispel. So that's uh, that's interesting. Where uh, you know if somebody has inspire or you know a speed boost or or whatever, uh, this guy can take those away. So this is. I guess modeled after uh, Charon, the uh, the oarsman. Um, so yeah, it's that's an interesting one. I you know it, it's got nice attack. Again, the efficiency is very good. Hundred percent mana to ranged attack. Three speed, you know, middle of the pack. Six health, doing okay. I mean, for for the death splinter, um, six health is actually pretty good. And then it's got the cripple and and then removing positive buffs, which is super interesting. Uh, let's see. And Biz says, inspire, uh, inspire swiftness, strength, and protect. Yeah, not just, it says, does not affect summoner bonuses. And then we got the chain spinner. And not the chain golem, but the chain spinner. So this is life splinter. We got a common, got void armor, void armor all the way, and a lot of it. So at max level, he's got uh, three, it's, oh, it's five mana, three melee attack. 2 speed, you know, the entire life splinter is just kind of slow. Uh, <laughs> 10 void armor uh, and 3 health. So, you know, that is that is a lot of armor to get through. And then, you know, when you have resurrect, which, you know, almost every life team does, then, you know, that armor comes back all the way. Uh, Chain Spinner is a heavily armored tank for the life splinter. His armor can also block magic attacks thanks to the void armor ability, which makes him especially hard to take down, but you should watch out for enemies whose attacks can shatter his armor. I had a good shatter in a match earlier today. I was using Lord of Fire, and um, I forget what monster they were using, but it had it had a, a nice chunk of of, um, of armor, and it was uh, somebody who was running the, the, um, uh, the Peak Rider, so it was like plus three. And <laughs> and that just you know shattered the whole thing, and that was super fun. And uh, then we got another life splinter, Temple Priest. And uh, let's see, we've got it's a rare. He's got a uh, new ability. Temple Priest is a powerful magic attack monster for the life splinter, whose attacks also use dispel positive, whose attacks also dispel positive magic from his enemies, removing any positive status effects when they are hit. So both life and death get a dispel. That's that's super fun. Nice little balance there. Uh, at max level five, uh, five mana, four magic attack, which is nice. Uh, two speed, six health, no armor. But uh, you know, armor is pretty easy to come by on the life splinter. So that's that's a good one. And then we got Charlock Minotaur, first one we're seeing for the fire splinter. 
and this is a common and he's got uh charlock charlock i don't know charlock Min minotaur is a beefy new tank card for the fire splinter and he has a chance of retaliating when hit with a melee attack he also features a new ability called true strike which means that his attacks will always hit their targets uh and you know that's similar to the that rule set uh I, f I forget the name of it but yeah so um you know it's nice to have a no miss uh monster like this and at max level we've got uh eight mana which is always expensive uh five melee attack two speed 13 health the, the two speed aim true that's the right one thank you biz um so the true speed or you know makes this makes the two speed not matter as much uh simply because you know he'll go last but he will go uh, so as long as he can survive up to that point uh then then you're good to go and we've got El efreet elder another fire splinter this one's got phase and he's got last man standing so this is this will be an interesting one uh this might be a a good um uh a good counter to the llama cube uh so we've got a rare and it's six mana three magic attack four speed ten health so on last man standing that'll bump up nicely uh and then you're dealing with uh you know five i guess uh magic attack and 20 health so the Efreet Elder is a relatively high health magic attack monster for the Fire Splinter, who makes a last stand, which increases all the stats when he is the only monster on the team left alive. He also features the new phase ability, which allows magic attacks to miss him, just like melee and ranged attacks. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, I agree. So it doesn't have any healing. Last stand is good, but not amazing. That is true. But it does have phase, uh, which is interesting. Um, and, you know, so four speed is not anything fantastic, but under last man, and that increases... Um, that might be might be something it'll be that'll be interesting uh, to see how that works out uh, we got harvester here's a earth splinter uh, we got oppress uh, <laughs> you know oppress is super useful uh, when you're dealing with jellies and, and Lord Aranthus and, and all that kind of stuff uh, so five mana at max level it's common so you need 400 of them you got four four melee three speed ten health oppress and enrage so this harvester adds a new mid mana tank option for the earth splinter uh so it's not four though so you know when you have little league uh that it's it's not going to be available if this was a four mana monster maybe like one one melee less uh that'd be that'd be super interesting um it gets it gets enraged whenever it is not at full health increasing its melee attack and speed and has the press ability which means it does double damage to enemies with no attacks so that can be uh quite useful and then we got Almo Cambio. So it's always interesting to see these ones with actual names that aren't um, uh, aren't uh, summoners. Uh, Matt Clark says Zaku plus Efreet Elder equals thirteen mana. Yeah, that is true. Uh, Almo Cambio is a super interesting new legendary new neutral legendary card. It has no attack, but has high health and also speed. It is immune to all negative effects except from the enemy summoner and what what is this <laughs> i'm not even playing that uh and has the phase ability which allows magic to uh magic attacks to miss it just like melee and range attacks on top of all that it also reflects both magic and range attacks damage back to its attackers we can't wait to see how elmo will shake up the meta so yeah 16 health that's a lot uh you know so lord a has nine health but it has shields and voids so it's effectively 18 health uh so it's uh, so it's on par with that 
it's more expensive, but it has, um, it has, um, uh, <laughs> I'm totally blanking. Uh, you know, it reflects back uh, range attacks. So, you know, with the uh, with the potential option to miss uh, magic incoming and and range incoming, it's it's interesting. So that might be a contender for uh, for taking over Lord A's spot, especially for newer players. And that is all of the new. Um, uh, that is all of the new rewards cards that are coming out. And I don't think they're all in print yet, but they will be over time here. And then uh, with a few minutes left, let's just hit the new rule sets. <laughs> so we have Stampede, Stampede, which I know Agrid's has been asking for forever. Uh, so Stampede is is infinite trample basically, <laughs> and it's got Rexy on there, which is perfect. So uh, Stampede is a trample ability can trigger multiple times per attack if the trampled monster is killed. Uh, they're coming on the 21st, okay. Oh yeah, it does say that, doesn't it? <laughs> Thursday, January 21st, so two days from now. And uh, so yeah, we got, uh, there's a bunch of trample monsters. Uh, we got Exploding Dwarf, we got Rexy, we got uh, Giant Rock, um, we've got Mag... A lot of them are on fire. <laughs> and uh, I th those are just the ones on top of my head. Noxious Fumes, all monsters start the battle poisoned. So that's going to be uh, uh, very important to have your... To have your health, um, you know, set up right, uh, heals and cleanse. Um, but you know, a, a cleanse is only going to work on one monster per round, so that'll be interesting. Um, and then we have equal opportunity. All monsters have the opportunity ability, so uh, <laughs> maybe we'll get some fog of war. Equal opportunity, uh, double double rule sets. That'd be fun. But yeah, uh, opportunities super useful, you know, uh, and you know the op the monsters that have opportunity are obviously limited, because you know that's just how the game balance works. So that'll be I think that'll be a fun a fun thing to play. So there you gotta really you gotta really watch uh, what what your health levels across your team are, because you know your weakest one is what's is what's going to be targeted. Uh, Matt Clark says I've lost audio. I'll catch this last seven minutes on replay. Another great show. Well, thanks for. Uh, well, when you hear this later on, <laughs> thanks for <laughs> thanks for sticking in. Uh, you know, it's always fun to have you guys. And uh, Quid's price went up, it seems. Well, let's take a look. Let's take a look. Quid Yuff, or however you say that. Uh, dice. Uh, and let's look at over the month. Uh, well, I, it was dipped down, I think, possibly unusually low so it is up but not globally uh, let's look at the uh, gold foil yeah and that's up as well so um, yeah I mean doing all right so four week average is 27 cents per BCX right now it's going for 37 so that's that's above average okay I will I will agree to your statement then uh, it's up a bit and of course, that is the piercing summoner for the fire team. Um, but you know, in the little bit of time we have left, I did want to hit on the market because we have some fun news. Is that what monster market stats? Yeah, no, that's uh, from Peak Monsters. So <laughs> Ethereum has been on a run, and we actually broke all-time highs today. So this is the daily chart right here. If we look back at the weekly, 
we can see that uh, we are right uh, at the right the second or right at the all-time high prices we were a little bit higher earlier in the day it retreated but now it's going back up so that is super fun uh, so for all ethereum holders congratulations which includes me so yay me <laughs> but uh, but how that affects you know splinterlands is obviously we have the D dark energy crystal ethereum uniswap pool eth ath that's right so uh oh i'm looking at the wrong chart here dec so uh dec has had a nice little pump but uh not to the same degree so we can see here <laughs> who uses that altcoin uh everybody actually so right now we're at 905 splintoshis and uh so we're up five percent on the day so ethereum's up 12.6 percent and dark energy crystals is up 4.9 percent and uh what that means is that so if there was no trading on the uniswap pool then the 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 price movements in ethereum and dark energy crystals would be identical and uh that's what we see a lot in the wrapped leo uh project because you know there's much less incentive to to sell Replio, uh, you know, in then compared to Dark Energy Crystals, but because the Dark Energy Crystal has a lower percentage gain, that we know that there's been some selling, a net selling from Dark Energy Crystals for Ethereum uh, in the Uniswap pool, and you know that's okay. Uh, you know, Dark Energy Crystals is designed to be a bit of a stable coin, and you know we know, like we've discussed in previous weeks, we have that kind of 65 or 650 splintoshis to 4,000 splintoshis. That's like the absolute range that uh we're kind of dealing with so we're we're 10 percent off of parity value um of you know a thousand splintoshis so you know i think i think we're we're in a good spot uh you know you can see in in early january we spiked up to uh 1100 uh splintoshis something like that 1140 1150 <laughs> ronton always gets upset i call it splintoshis because that's aggro's term uh, but you know, it, I'd, I'd rather, it's easier saying splintoshis than you know numbers per thousand and whatever else. Uh, you know, so I, I think um, you know we're at, we're at a decent value for for dark energy crystals right now. I would not be super excited to buy dark energy crystals as a, as a speculation. I would not be super excited to sell uh, as like a short or anything. And Biz says, what are your thoughts on dark energy crystals tied to? tied now to ETH and Uniswap versus the old days, Bitrix price feed. Yes, yes. Uh, so that's, I, I think it's great for game stability. Um, I think the Uniswap pool and the mechanics of that are very helpful for people. Um, and since since Ethereum is in a bull market, then we have, we're going to have a positive upward bias. And, and, you know, just like we're seeing today, we're going to see people selling into that. And that's okay. So... Um, I'm I'm very happy with how it's all turned out, and it's way better uh, market feed wise than than the old system, which was based on you know the hype engine kind of stuff because you know prices were much more volatile there. So overall, I'm a fan, and uh, you know going forward, we'll see how like so we're at we're at 1400 Ethereum right now. If we see 5000 uh, Ethereum in a short amount of time, you know we might very well have dark energy crystals pushed beyond its fundamental uh uh market mechanisms just because of just the the sheer ride-along effect um it's hard to buy a sell right now so there's low volume yeah uh it's hard to buy a sell because there is so much uh gas fees and everything but we are up at the end of the show so thanks everybody for coming by and participating and we'll see you 
on next week.